What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all, and we are back. Happy Trucking Hustle Tuesday. Hustle fam, what's good? Um, yo, what's going on, y'all? Um, today we have a super, super dope show with my man, Loshan Parks. Um, shout to D. Brown. Um, I know you sitting there like, yo, you don't play no games. You don't waste no time. Nah, I don't. Um, yo, it's a crazy interview with Loshan Parks. If y'all don't know Loshan, um, he's on YouTube, Trucking with Loshan Parks. He's the owner of Parks Motor Group. Been in the industry for a minute doing his thing. Um, he's a fleet owner, um, content creator, um, super cool guy, man. And we just go through his story and it is crazy like y'all really got to sit back and listen to this man he went through so many ups and downs to get to where he's at now um really inspiring really really cool dude man um really glad i got to connect with him um so that's that um you know housekeeping items as always one make sure you are following um all of our socials truck and hustle everywhere um get on our youtube subscribe we will be there shortly, updating with new content. Um, got a lot of things coming up. Keep on following the page. A lot of events coming up. I know y'all see what's going on. We making it happen, man. 2020 vision, y'all. So um, it's no time like the present, man. If y'all got dreams, let's get on them. Um, you know, I'm going to keep on doing my job, keeping y'all motivated. Also, I need everybody, um, especially those who listen to the show on Apple Podcasts to go over there right now and rate and review the show. Rate and review the show. We need those rates, reviews, um, those comments, you know, to spread awareness on the show. Um, you know, when, when, when the more you rate, the more you review, um, you know, Apple rewards you by showing the show to more people. So we need that. So please rate and review the show. And also... Lastly, go over to truckandhustle.com, T-R-U-C-K-N-H-U-S-T-L-E.com, and please put your email address in there. Um, I have a newsletter and some information that will be coming out soon with all the updates. I want to get y'all emails so I can keep y'all updated, keep y'all posted on what's to come. I promise you, we got some big plans, all right? So, you know what time it is. Put your ears on, and if you smell something burning, it's it's only a desire. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And, and you ain't a real fleet owner if you don't own your trucks and have the titles free and clear. And I keep telling people like, Dark, the difference between me and them is I'm an entrepreneur. I don't care about ownership or none of that it's all about the bottom line to me at the end of the day i'm running a business you know what i'm saying i'm not running something to be owning 20 trucks and then if i do go belly up or if if something goes wrong i have 20 trucks i have to try to sell turn my mic up for you take there yeah yeah 
the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, so we are here with Loshan Parks, um, the owner of Parks Motor Group, um, also YouTuber. Do, do you identify as a YouTuber? Is it okay to call you that? Uh, content creator. Content creator. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm always, I, I always got to ask because, you know, everybody doesn't like the term YouTuber, but um, man, 40, right. almost 40,000 subs um, on YouTube, um, extremely transparent with your business. Um, you are actually a guest that, you know, you come as a special request. I've been getting some DMs, you know, people say, Hey man, you got to reach out to Loshan, um, get some of that game. So I appreciate you joining me today on truck and hustle, man. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. All right, cool. Appreciate so let, you having me. No doubt. So let's get right into it, man. Um, let's start with the backstory. I always like to, you know, get into my guest backstory, find out, um, how they got into this crazy world of trucking, man. Cause you know, this industry is only for the strong, man. It's like when, when you're in it. I, I want to know how, how you how you got here. So talk to me. Um, so basically, I, I fell into trucking because back in, well, in Charlotte, that's where I currently resided too. Um, I was just driving a, a box truck around Charlotte, working for a produce company called Foster Cabinets. Um, not making that much money. You know, we was probably making about $12 an hour, $11 an hour. And at that time to me, it was okay. I was local, I was decent. I mean, the job was fairly easy. Uh, I had just previously left another produce company called uh, Fresh Point prior to me coming over to this other uh, company, which is, like I said, Foster Cabinets, which is the competitor to Fresh Point. But uh, I was just driving box truck delivering produce to uh, major restaurants and stuff like that. And then just one day, uh, one of my friends, my homeboy, uh, that was delivering with me, he was like, uh, we would see the trucks because the 18-wheeler truck come to our warehouse to deliver the produce for us to put on the box trucks to go deliver to the grocery stores right. or to the restaurants. So we was just we were just talking. We was like, man, one day it was it was it was crazy because it was a Stevens truck that was backed into the dock, and we it was a Kenworth, and it was super fly. It was like it was black with a red white writing. We was like, oh, that truck crazy. <laughs> crazy. Like it looked nice. Yeah. And then my homeboy was like, yeah, that's who's making all the money in trucking. Mm. Right? And he's like, that's what we need to do. We need to get a CDL and go do what they're doing because they're making bread. I'm like, so what kind of bread are we talking? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, okay. I'm a hustler. Okay? Right. So I'm like, right. we talking bread. What type of bread are we talking? So okay. he, he was like, Yo, let's go over here and walk in and ask the, the, the driver what, you know, what he's doing. So we walked over there to the Stevens truck and he opened the door, nice enough of him. He opened the door and we was like, hey, how much, if you don't mind us asking, how much are you making? You know what I mean? And he was like, uh, I'm making 1500 a week. And we were just blown away because we're like, yo, <laughs> that's like our paycheck in two weeks. You know right, right, so, right, right, right. So we're like, yo, what? He was like, yeah, that and even more. And sometimes if I run more miles, I'm like, yo, get out of here. So I was like, do you mind if I look inside your truck? You know what I mean? What it looked like? I always wanted to look inside one, but I never looked inside of a a, a, a tractor before. Okay. He's okay. like, yeah, sure, no problem. Hop on in. So he let me and my homeboy Jay get up in there. And when we got in there, I mean, we thought it was the the tour bus of the world. We was like, yo, you got a bed in there? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. So then that, that actually um, – kicked it off to where we was like, all right, yeah, we need to go and get a CDL. So what our our inspiration was was off of that Stevens driver. But what we planned on doing was going together, since we lived in the same city as Charlotte, was going together to 
uh, a trucking school and becoming a team because we lived in the same city. So we could have the same days off. And we were just thinking like, yo, we can make all the money. We can make all kinds of money. Okay. And, 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 and things of that nature. Well, we ended up going to, at first we was going to go to Swift and then we didn't end up going to Swift. We, we changed our mind and I did a little bit more recently. We, we went to Prime. And then when we got to Prime, me and him still had the same goal of teaming, but we ended up actually going different ways because I got picked up by a flatbed trainer and he got picked up by a reaper trainer. And then, uh, yeah, so that's how okay. we ended up doing different things. <laughs> okay. 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 Dope. So that's an interesting story. So pretty much you were driving a box truck. You didn't have the CDL at all. And you, you, you saw this big, uh, you know, semi truck pull up and you're like, man, that's fly. And, and this is where the money's at. So you went with your man. Y'all got together. Y'all, y'all went to, what'd you say it was again? Um, we went to prime. Prime, prime. All right, and y'all kind of end up separating ways. All right, so you get started your career there. So you learning, you you training. Talk to me a little bit about that experience. All right, so I like I said, I came over to prime with the aspirations of doing refrigeration because that's all I did when I was doing the produce. So I didn't know nothing about no other division. I just knew refrigeration. Okay. Well, it, the interesting part was I had this big guy named Dave walk up to me, and he was like, "Hey, are you Loshan?" I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Maybe. Like, who are you? Right. right. Maybe, who are you? <laughs> right. He was like, yeah, I, I was giving your name and I'm going to be your trainer. And I was like, okay, bet. Let's go. You know, I'm ready to roll. Let's, let's, let's get to the money. Okay. And he was like, you ever, you ever, uh, you ever secured uh, any equipment before? Like, nah, I mean, I ran off with some, some produce down the ramp to, you know, deliver inside a restaurant. He was like, produce ramp? Refrigeration? I was like, yeah. He was like, uh, nah, buddy, I do flatbed. I was like, uh, okay, so what is that? Right. He was like, yeah, you got to get out in the weather and throw straps and blah, 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 blah. He's like, are you with it or nah? You know, he came at me like, like you with it or nah? I'm going to go yeah. find somebody else. I was Aggressive. Like, right. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm looking around and I see a class full of other students that's that's waiting on, on reefer, uh, reefer trainers. And there's like 60 of them that's sitting there in the classroom. And I'm like, oh, so if if I tell this man no, then it's going to it's gonna prolong me from being able to get my uh, my my training that I need done. Got you. And I'm I'm about a bag, so I'm trying to go and get my money. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming into this situation already, you know, not, not making a whole lot of money already as it was doing the box truck. Right. So I'm like, yo, I'm ready. Let's go. I was like, forget it. I'll just learn whatever this is that you got. He was like, great. Let's go. So, you know, <laughs> pick, you know, we went to his truck, and I got some great training through that. And I started doing that, and I did flatbed for five years from that point on out after. Okay. Okay. So you're doing flatbed for five years. Okay. So at what point did you transition from company to becoming an owner operator and starting your own thing? All right. Good question. A lot of people think that I started out as a company driver and this is interesting too, because I was going to go and be a company driver for prime when I first came in. That was my, like, I didn't know nothing about no leasing. I didn't know nothing about like being an owner-operator, nothing. All I knew was I was a company man because I left another job that I was a company man at. So okay. all these extra terminologies like leasing, owner-operator, like, yo, what is that? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. Right. yo, just cut me a check. You know what I mean? That's all I thought. They said. Everybody's a company driver. You know right, so, right. Um, I got on the truck on my face with my other trainer who was training me um, at Prime because Dave taught me how to get my CDL. That was his whole point was to get me my CDL and get me a certain amount of miles. And then he cut me loose to another individual who was going to train me basically on my job, on okay. basically how to, to get to shippers and receivers and stuff like that. So my next guy that I got with, uh, 
his name is Mike, which I, me and him still is like brothers to this day because he taught me a lot. Um, I was on the truck with him. He was a company driver. And it was unfortunate situation. His grandfather was about to pass. And he asked dispatch if, if they could get him home just so that he could see his grandfather because his grandfather was like a father figure to him. He was the only man in his life that he knew and his grandfather was passing. Okay. Well, when we're on that, when I'm on that truck with that man, dispatch says, we will try to get you home. Uh, and I, I was just like, try your, your, you know, your grandfather, the, 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 basically the father figure of your life is passing away and you want to get there and they're basically not doing it. For you. Yeah. And I sat there and, and seeing the dispatcher, Tell him, all right, take this load here, take this load here, take this load here, take this load there, take this load there. And we did every load that dispatcher asked. And while we're in the middle of doing a load, and he should have been home two days ago, his grandfather ended up passing. Wow, wow. And, you know, you talk about sitting there and watching a man just break down into tears. You know what I mean? It was like, all I wanted to do was just say my last goodbye to my grandfather. And this company couldn't get him home in time and he gave them well enough like four days in the notice to get him home and they mm. still avoided from getting him home right. when i seen that and i seen the tears in that man's face and him stop the truck and just like boo-hoo on the steering wheel i was just like this can't be me you know yeah. what I mean? if something yeah. happens with my family i have to get home i want to be in control of it and i'm not going to have somebody that's sitting at a desk tell i'm not going to get you home or run this extra load so then once that happened, I started looking into leasing. Okay. And then that's where the leasing portion comes in to play it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about leasing, man. Like how, how, how was your experience getting started with, the, with, with, with leasing? Um, how did, how'd you feel about it then as, um, you know, and compared to how you feel about it now, you know what I mean? What have you, mm-hmm. what have you learned? All right. So <laughs> my first lease, uh, well, my first time with Prime, or well, when I had my, my first lease with Prime, uh, fresh off of Mike's truck, I went, like I said, jumped straight off of his truck of training and went into to leasing. So I got on what was supposedly said was the best dispatcher's board for flatbed leasing. So okay. I'm on his board. So I'm thinking like, everybody's giving him big ups. It's time to get some money. Okay. So I get on there. I take my first couple of loads. And, <laughs> and in the first three weeks of Prime, they don't take no truck payment, right? So my first paycheck I see is exactly what the Stevens guy was talking about. The first paycheck was like 1600 I was like, boy, <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yeah. I yeah. was like, balling, right? Yeah. But what ended up happening is the next two, three checks after that, mm. like $400. Pulled the I'm rug like, out from under you. <laughs> whoa, right, right. Yeah, 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 whoa. yeah. Yo, like this is, yo, I, I, I could make more than this back at the house. That's how I was looking at it. Right, right. And, but then I was like, you know what? Well, maybe it's just my communication or maybe it's just because I'm a newbie. You know what I mean? Okay, and okay. I need to get used to the ropes and I don't know what I'm really doing. So I was like, you know, I'll give it a grace period with this dispatcher of a couple of weeks to see if, if anything changes. Okay. Well, I gave it a couple of weeks and it just, the checks, I was starting to get negative. Okay. I wasn't starting to make no checks. Okay. And now with me not making no checks, I'm getting frustrated. Cause so I'm like, yo, I guess I got, I'm on, t- I got child support. You know what I'm saying? I got, right. I got stuff I got to handle. Like in, and child support don't accept or, or the, you know, the baby mama, for lack of better words, don't, don't accept that I ain't make no bread. Like, right. That's a fact. Who are you talking to? That's you know what I'm fact. saying? So she's looking like, who are you talking to? <laughs> so, um, 
what ended up happening is. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. After three additional weeks, me and him just wasn't wasn't clicking together. We wasn't making no money. So I asked Prime to give me a change of dispatcher. I changed dispatchers. I went to another guy named David um, Peterson. And he, me and him, he was a new dispatcher. So when I heard new dispatcher, I'm like, oh, that's dope. Because what I can do is with him being a new dispatcher, I can build a rapport with a new guy. Mm-hmm. Me and him both be a new, I could build a rapport and kind of like get in on his good side. It's not like it's somebody who's already been established and has his favorites already. And, right. then, you know, I mean, it's going to take a long time. So right. when I found out that he was a new dispatcher, I just, you know, started rubbing elbows and just trying to get up there on the top of his list. Well, eventually, over a few months, I, I did. I started being one of his top drivers, and he would give me good loads, and he would make sure that we hit the right amount of revenue, and I stayed like that. And then I went on to be a trainer um, for Prime, and – once I started training, then that's when the money really started to flow in. And then when the money flowed in from me training, I actually told my wife to come get on the truck with me. Let's team okay. drive. Now, my okay. wife – now, here's the interesting thing, right? My okay. wife is a nurse. Okay. okay. My wife is a, is a registered nurse. Yeah. Right? So I'm telling her to leave what she's going to college for, mm-hmm. uh, where she has a good job back at home here right. in Charlotte, making right. good money. I'm like, yo, pump all of that. Yeah, we can make more money doing this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just yeah, yeah. leave it alone for a year. And I say, I say, if you make the ultimate sacrifice for me, if you, if you come out here on the road with me for a year, let me train you, let me get you your CDL, then I will buy you a house. You know what I mean? Because mm. at that point in time, we were staying in an apartment. Okay. So she, she was like, wait, what? House. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So, all right, we, we make it work something out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I hear a house and, and cars, and okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So she got out here on the road with me. I trained her for, I trained her, got her her CDL, got her certified. She knocked out all the back of maneuvers. I mean, my wife was doing the maneuvers better than I was when Crazy. I was truck driving. And yeah. I was like, yo, how are you grasping this so easy? But it's interesting because women grasp trucking better than men do and a lot mm. of people probably will 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 see, see as as subjective but with he training my wife a woman who never driven a stick a day in her life right never driven 18 wheeler right uh, a big semi truck to take to it like like that i was like thrown away because i'm like yo i drove trucks before you know I've, and i've been driving a semi before you and she aced her her test in like like one day, like boom, hit every mm. maneuver. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Mm. So, so um, women to me, women truck drivers are a lot more careful, a lot more. Men, I know they're gonna hate me for this. Better drive. <laughs> I'm just sorry. That's it. Yo, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record with you and agree with you, brother. I'm gonna go on record and, and agree with you with that, man. <laughs> we we together. If they gonna hate you, they gonna hate me too. You know what I mean? They gonna hate us. That's that's a fact. Fact. Right. Super fact. So. Then my wife, we, we just teamed together for a year. <clears throat> we made good money. And after a year, 
she was like, you know what? You the real MVP. Uh, it's been a year. I can't do this no more. Um, you know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> Let's go get my house. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. She committed. She did her year. She fulfilled her commitment. And now she's ready for the house, ready to move on. Right, right. Yeah. She's ready for the house and ready to move on. She wanted to get back to the kids, too. So that was another big factor is that she missed the kids. Okay. So she and I appreciate her for that because that's a strong woman. Not many women would leave their career field, especially in nursing, big to fact. come be a truck driver and to see what we go through every day. You know, it was it was it wasn't so much as like come get the money, but it was more so of so come out here and see the lifestyle that I live. Right. Understand, you know, the business. Understand like what I go through being away from y'all. Understand what we go through on a daily basis. And yeah. she did that. And and it was crazy because after she did that, she gained more respect for truck drivers in the trucking industry and for what I do and for what I do. Excuse me. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. All right. So you talked about um your relationship with the dispatcher, the new dispatcher. I want to just kind of expound on that a little bit. What do you look for in a dispatcher? What are some of the qualifications and what are some of the things that you like to um you what, just just what do you what what are you looking for in in a good dispatcher? To me, a good dispatcher is a person who is uh, communication. Communication is key, first and foremost. You know what I mean? If there's no communication, then it's going to be a debacle going right. on between the two of y'all. You know, y'all are never going to get on the same page. Y'all are never going to make good money together. Uh, the next thing is understanding. You know what I mean? Understand it, that I need to be home on this certain day when I tell you I need to be there. If, if you need to get me there a day early, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? But let's try not to be a day late. Right. You know I mean, if we can, by all by all means necessary, avoid that. Um, also, it takes that the dispatcher understands you once again, understanding understands you, and then in the same return, you have to understand the dispatcher. Some days, freight is not going to be everywhere. You know what I mean? Or some right. days it's going to be slower from shippers that are shipping and receivers that are receiving, and you just have to understand it. And, and it's a take. So, to me, with a dispatcher, I'm looking for the give and take relationship where it's not so much as I'm giving, 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 and you taking, 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 or you telling, telling, telling me, and I'm supposed to be the one listening, listening, listening. It needs to go both ways. We need to have a two-road street here with a a great line of communication. Right, right, no doubt. What type of of freight do you look for? What type of loads are you looking for um, as far as rates? Like, what, what what do you look for as far as that's concerned? All right, so now when I was with Prime, I didn't really get a, uh, I didn't really choose when I was at Prime to dispatcher. Basically, they give you a load. You look at the rate. If you like the little rate that's on there, then, you know, you, you take it. But what I, what I came to do, I did a little experiment, right? Okay. So for a week, I ran the loads basically how I wanted to run them. I would look at the number. If I didn't like the number, I reject the freight. I'll wait for you to send me another load, right? Okay. And I did okay with that. <clears throat> but like I said, I was doing an experiment for a week. So then I finally was like, all right, so that week was over. Now let me compare it to if I take every load that he gives me, will I make more money? So I did that experiment. I didn't, I didn't argue with him. I didn't turn down no loads. I took every load that he gave me for a week. Okay. And believe it or not, I made more money by taking the loads that he gave me than the loads that I was sitting there uh, cherry picking and penny pinching and trying to figure out which one was the better one because this one was a little bit more. And the reason why I come to find out that I need more money is because me as a driver, I can't forecast what is ahead. So for instance, when I say I can't forecast, I can't see what shippers in the areas that I'm going to is shipping out or how many loads they have coming out of there and going right. where and, and to what receiver. So, but 
but the dispatcher, he can see that. He can see how many loads is coming out of this area the next day or the day after or what shippers are shipping and what shippers aren't shipping, how much they're shipping out. So <clears throat> when I would sit there and try to penny pinch which ones and say, oh, that's not enough money. I ain't going there. I, I, I wanted, I'd rather go down here to Florida. When he could see like, damn, you got another Florida, buddy. It's like another 20, 30 trucks sitting down there waiting to get loaded. You're going to make, you know, you're going to fall in line behind them. So mm. it may be two or three days before I can get you out of there. But mm. yeah, I want to take the load to Florida because I want to go down to Miami. You know what I'm saying? I want right. to get some sunshine. I want to get some beach. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, and, and it doesn't make, uh, 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 it doesn't make dollars to do that. So okay. the reason why I said that I made more money by allowing him to do his job and I do my job. My job is to drive this truck, deliver the load, make, make money. His job is to give me the best possible load, keep my truck running. Mm. So when I found out that I did my job and I allowed him to do his job, I made more money. Mm. Okay. Okay. Dope. That makes sense. All right. So, so let, let's kind of catch back up to where we're at as far as in your career. Um, so the last thing you said, your, your wife got off the truck, right? She stayed on with you for a year. Um, then she, she went back to, back to doing her nursing. Um, you got the house, right? Everything's good there, all squared away, deal fulfilled. Um, so what was next after that? Talk, talk a little bit about that. All right. So what was next after that was, I, uh, I, once my wife got off the truck, I I kept on training. So I ended up doing probably about five students, trained them out, training them through, made some, like made the best money in trucking that I've ever made was training with period, like hands down. Um, so I, and I always tell everybody, even on my channel to this day, if you're going to go to prime and you want to lease a truck, go there and train. It is phenomenal money. And I understand everybody has this. I don't want nobody in my truck. Well, listen, you know, you ain't trying to get to a bag. Like, right. I don't know what to tell you. You're not right. trying to get to a bag. If you're trying to get to the most money in trucking or specifically at Prime, it's to train, period. How much do they pay so, you to train? Whoo, man. Let's talk about I'll tell it. you like this. I was, yeah, let's talk about it. I was doing, <laughs> <laughs> doing flatbed, right? I was training flatbed because, like I said, my first five years at Prime was flatbed. So I was training flatbed, which is the, the, I would say the less, the least cared for division at Prime, right? So Prime has three different divisions. They have flatbed, tanker, and then they have refrigeration. Now the owner of Prime, which name is Rob Lowe, his bread and butter is refrigeration, okay? He has, he has more refrigerated trailers than the other trailers that he has available. Um, and it's the largest division. So I was in the smallest division. Well, next to Tanker. I think Tanker is the smallest and then Flatbed is next, but we're pretty much neck and neck. Um, so with me training doing Flatbed, it was nothing for me to take home after paying my student because I had to pay my student too, even though the prom says that they paid them. They actually take the money from our settlement and pay the driver. So okay. okay. But after paying the driver, truck payment, everything paid out, I was easily making four to five racks every week. Mm. Okay. Take nice. home. You know what nice. I'm saying? Take home. Nice. Nice. And and I was just that and that and like I said, that was on the on the flatbed side. I talked to some reefer guys that I was training and I know they taking easily five to seven bands home every week. Wow. Dope, dope, dope. Sure. All right. All right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So so go ahead, continue the story. So you got into the training, you kept on training, and then what? Right. I got into the training, kept on training for a few years after that. And then I got to the point where I felt like I didn't want to train anymore. You know what I mean? Like I still wanted to make good money in trucking without having somebody in my truck. And I felt like that could be achieved 
uh, at somewhere else outside of, of prime. What was the shift? Why, oh. why didn't you want to train anymore? What happened? Um, I just got to the point where it was like, I was tired of having, <laughs> like I just <laughs> earlier, people, people in your truck. For lack of better words. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was tired of having people in my truck and, and, I was tired of having to be out on the road for two months at a time before I came home for, you know, a week and, and seeing the family. So I would stay and that's how I would do it. I wouldn't come home until I got the student off of my truck. Once I finished the student up, then I would come home for a week vacation. Okay. And then okay. I would finish a week and I'd go get another student. I'd finish him out in two months and then come home for another week after it was done. So I was like, this got to be better than, than me being out two months. And I still got to, you know, I, I want to make, I want to make money without somebody in my truck and still make good money. So right. at that point in time, I decided that I started looking around. I tried to get into a couple of places and um, I couldn't get into uh, a couple of the places. So I, I ran into a company called Jones Motor uh, Group. I think that's what they call it, Jones Motor Group. And they were a flatbed. Now, what was interesting about this is that I was transitioning from general commodity with Prime pulling like regular flatbed stuff, like building materials, just regular tarp and stuff to a company now that was dealing with specialized um, flatbed step deck stuff, meaning okay. like tractors, uh, vehicles and things of that nature. So it was going to be dope. I looked at it like, yo, this is crazy because it's going to make me to doing something different than what I'm used to. So right. I, I, I'm going to take that on. And on top of that, on top of that, it was an owner operator position. So, I had to basically come over there with a truck. And at that time I didn't have a truck. So when I called Jones, they said that they was part of some uh, group that you can lease a truck from and you can bring the truck on to them. And then you, you just make the, the weekly payments or whatever. So I was okay. like, cool. So I, I got qualified through that company to lease a truck to take it to Jones. So I ended up getting a truck with Jones and I went over there and that was great because I went from prime making 72% to at Jones making 75%. Uh, seeing a hundred percent fuel surcharge, and now the transition is I have to book my own loads, right? So now I don't have a dispatcher. Mm. I have to go on a load board and find my own loads. And even though you had an in-house board that you could look on, and you can go to outside boards, uh, which was really really cool, uh, I still had to be the one to pick. If I didn't pick a load or didn't talk with the broker or the agent about the load, I didn't make no money. So mm, now okay. I'm transitioning from having a dispatcher to having to book my own freight. <laughs> so, so this is when you actually started Parks Motor Group. All right. So n no, this is not when I started Parks Motor Group. I still was was my old company name when I was at Prime, which which, which was called On Point Logistics. Okay. Um. So I, I'm still I'm still carrying that same name over. Okay. I did that with them for a year. Okay. Uh, so I went. Excuse me. I went to Jones for a year. Um. Stayed there and. Then after a year of me being there, what did I do after I was there for a year? Mm, okay. So after a year of me being there, I, I talked to a guy that was on the logistics side of Prime, pulling okay. Prime trips and stuff like that. Okay. And his name is Chris. He's the owner of RST. And I knew Chris before he even started to come to RST because Chris used to follow me on YouTube and he asked me how would I, you know, we was interacting with each other before he even had a fleet, before he even had a truck, number one. He, he used to drive Carlisle stuff from Houston, the oil field stuff from Houston, Texas, up to Alaska. Okay. Uh, to the Alaskan oil field. So he was riding across. He was one of the ice road trucker dudes. You know what right, I mean? Right, he right, right. Riding across the lakes that's iced yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yo, look at this. I'm riding <laughs> across a lake. 
That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's all you. You the that's real crazy. MVP. That's a fact. So, so he he told me that he wanted to basically build a fleet inside of Prime and how to do it. So I basically laid out a blueprint for him. And for lack of better words, he took that and ran with it and mm. created a fleet. Okay. Yeah. Now now and now his fleet is up to like sixty plus trucks with our yeah, 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 yeah. With, with Prime. So yeah. Yo, that's uh, crazy. That's a crazy story. All right. Yo, word, word. <laughs> so so a lot of people be like, yeah, uh, I look at it like this in a nutshell. I've I've basically gave a blueprint on how to to do a fleet and a guy actually listened to me and didn't take me for smoke mm-hmm. and was like and did it and the 60 trucks right now off of you know basically how i told him how to go about doing it so could, 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 could we maybe get into that blueprint a little bit because i know so, <laughs> i know i know right now i know right now somebody's listening like hold up did he say he has the blueprint to building a fleet and somebody did it and they have 60 trucks can you give us a little bit of a snake a sneak preview of what that print blueprint would look like. Ah, oh, man. That would have to be for another podcast. I tell you, it's, it's pretty extenuate. You know what well, I mean? well, well, listen, I mean, of, of course it wouldn't be everything, but just kind of like the right. basics. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's the basics somebody getting into the game? Okay. So, so the basics is, you know, it's crazy because a lot of people feel like you need to have a lot of capital which I'm not saying that you don't, because you do, okay? It's best to have uh, uh, quite a bit of goose egg of capital. But you could. he started out as simple as going and getting two trucks, right? And he went and got the two trucks that he got from Prime. He So whatever he bought those trucks for, whether it was – whether he leased them from them or whatever he did, whatever he decided to do, but let's just say if you bought them trucks for thirty thousand dollars, each one of those freight miles from from Prime for thirty thousand because they're used, or even forty thousand. So if he puts eighty thousand dollars up and he gets these two trucks and he owns them, or let's just say he finances them from wherever a bank and they make him put down whatever in on his credit. Let's just say he put down maybe ten thousand dollars and finances the rest of the thirty thousand through the bank. Then, if he's putting down ten thousand, he only needs to front twenty thousand dollars to get these two trucks. Now, those two trucks, you put drivers in them, and every year that goes by or every quarter that goes by, you just add an additional truck. Each quarter, add one more truck, add another truck. So essentially what to do is you have to allow your business to tell you when to grow at the end of the day. You know what I mean? If, you're, if your numbers are in the red and it's saying, eh, don't add no trucks, then, then just stable out and just stay where you're at. If mm. your numbers is in the green and, and, and you got enough to go and grab another truck because it more, more trucks that bring you the more volume, that you have, the more revenue that you make, which essentially means more profit to you, um, then you you go about doing it that way. So that's kind of like what he did. He actually started with trucks that he got from Prime. And next thing you know, after a few, after the first quarter, he went and snatched another one. Now mm-hmm. you have this third truck. After the next quarter, he went and snatched another one. Now he's up to his fifth one. Now he, now he, has, and he has his own authority at that time. So now he could bring on people on the outside that have their own trucks, owner operators that have their own trucks to come under his authority and still pull the prime freight because they're under his authority. So now he's going out and grabbing owner operators with their own trucks. Boom, 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 grabbing them and making his fleet get bigger. And in the process of him grabbing those owner operators, now he's making profit off of their trucks too. So he just kept on multiplying, mm. right? And until he got to the point where it's like, all right, now 
from those owner operators making me money, I can go out off the profit that they're bringing me and go and get more additional trucks for my company, for me to lease out personally. And then, and then once I get to a certain amount of trucks, now I can start turning some of these trucks that I get into company trucks. Mm. So <clears throat> it was just, he was just leveling up as, as his money told him to do so. And, you know, not growing too fast or moving at a, at a rapid pace. Dope, dope. Thank you for that. And, and what was the time it took him to, to scale to that, to, that, to that number of the fleet he has now? From the time he started two with the two, two years. That's crazy. Two years. That's crazy. So I think two- he, of his own trucks, he probably has like <clears throat> maybe about, maybe half of the fleet is his own trucks. And the okay. other half of the fleet is like owner operators that he went and pulled to put under his authority. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So let, 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 let's get back to your story. All right, so um, okay. you're pulling for Jones, Jones Motor, right? You 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 mm-hmm. purchase your truck. Um, so talk about that. How was that experience with Jones? <clears throat> experience with Jones was really really fun. I enjoyed doing the Jones work because it was just something like different than I've ever experienced at Prime. Like I said, I'm a general commodity at Jones. I got to I was pulling ambulances. Uh, uh, cars. I, I pulled some. Um, God, I can't remember the name of them. They build them in uh, Indianapolis. It's those Tonka trucks, like where it looks like. Oh, man, I I made a video on my YouTube channel. Okay, about okay, Indians, okay. Like it, said, it, it was the it was the supercharged or turbocharged F one fifty trucks. I had those. And I did a video on my. Like I said, and man, that was a blast to drive those because I was on this line. <laughs> <laughs> I was on this lot with these supercharged trucks, so I'm getting in them, and I'm turning them up. And as soon as you, I'm like, oh boy, you got the wrong one in here! Wow, <laughs> you know wow, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just roaring it up, and then as I, as I need to pull it towards my trailer, right? It's just it's like almost like this open strip, right? Mm. So with me seeing this open strip, oh, 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 oh my god! I'm looking left, I'm looking right, I'm looking above. Is anybody around? <laughs> Right. 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 You had a ball. I had a lot of fun doing that. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. I had a great time at Jones. Uh, the only reason, like I said, I left Jones is because when I went on to RST, which was the guy that helped build his fleet, he indicated to me that he would help me uh, to build or to come over there and and build a fleet. Okay. And at that time, like, build a fleet. I'm not thinking about a fleet, right? right. I, I, I've, I've never thought about a fleet at, at, at that point. So I'm like, uh, okay. I was like, let's, let, let, let's try this. So I ended up leaving Jones to go there and do that. Uh, I didn't leave Jones on a bad, on a, on a bad turn because, I, like I said, I liked everything that I did at Jones. It, it was able where I could book my own freight. I was able to negotiate my rates. I was able to get home when I wanted to get home. Uh, it got to the point where towards the end before I left, I started just running Charlotte down to the port in Charleston, picking up Caterpillar loads and bringing them back up here to the shed area and being like being out and gone for like one to two days and being okay. back home. Okay. So <clears throat> I really did enjoy my time there. So I left there and I came over to RST. I had my one truck. This was in January. I ended up getting sick. Um, I ended up having real bad stomach pain. Uh, and I, and I came back over to, to RSC and I started pulling, um, I was pulling Prime's flatbed again. I was still doing flatbed. Okay. But I, I got really, really sick one day in Albany, uh, New York. 
my stomach started hurting really, really bad. It almost felt like somebody was just taking gut shot punches into my stomach and I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm sitting in the back of the truck in the sleeper, just in a, in a, you know, fetal position. Like, right. oh my God, you know, like I, I, I don't know what to do. So I, I called my wife, I called my mother and I'm a veteran. So I'm, I'm prior service. I was in the military. Okay. So thank you for <clears> your <throat> service. Appreciate that. Hey, thank you. Hey, hey, the pleasure was all mine. The honor no, was all mine. No doubt. So I was sitting there and my wife and my mother is looking up a VA hospital that hopefully is in the area where I can go to. And just by the grace of God, man, there's one that's like two miles up the street from where okay. I'm parked at. Okay. So I, I hop in the front seat, grimacing in pain, just like, oh my God, oh my God. So I drive up there. I, I, I call the security. I say, listen, I got a truck with a trailer. I, I, where can I park it? You know what I mean? I'm in severe pain. I need to come in there. And they're like, yeah, park it around back. Woody, woody, woo, or park it in this parking lot. Right. And, and, and there was cars in this parking lot. So I was, I'm, with, I'm with this 53 foot truck, man, trying to get through a little, a little, a little hospital in, right, right. in New York. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, That's crazy. Yo, and I'm in pain. I'm like, right. yo, so I'm in there, like, trying to cuss and the pain coming. I'm like, these mother, ah, oh, this mother, ah, oh, goddamn. You know oh, my gosh. So it's, wow. It's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy. So, I finally find a spot to park it, and I, I go running in the hospital in the ER. I'm like, yo, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. So they, they sit me down, and, and they, they put me in, a, in, a, in, 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 the, in the bed, and they run some uh, x-rays. They send me up to x-ray. They come back for x-ray. And it's like, all right, Mr. Parks, everything looks all good. When's the last time you know you had a movement and stuff like that? And I'm like, uh, just, just, just not too long ago, but it's still hurting. Like, this, this, it's not that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is yeah, something yeah. bigger than that. Yeah. So uh, they was like, okay, well, well, we're going to try to give you uh, I forgot what it is. What's that thing where they flush you out, man? <laughs> I'm sorry to be vulgar, but <laughs> I'm trying to not be so vulgar, but it's the thing where they, uh, enema, I think, is that right? Where they, they flush you out? I mean, you can, flush you, out you can you definitely use, use, yeah, you can definitely use that for that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think that's what they tried to give me, right? Okay. And that, when they gave that to me, it didn't work. Yeah, okay. I started. I started being in extreme pain, uh, to the point of just bawling out, tearing, okay, and, and screaming like ah ah. At that point, they come running in there. I'm like, yo, just give me something. Take the pain away. They so they shoot me up with um, I guess it's morphine or something. Like, bam. Yeah. And it, it felt like just like I was on cloud nine at that point. I'm like, right, right. <laughs> you were good. You were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay gone, right? Pay right. gone. So then they came in and was like, all right, it has to be something more than that. We've we've tried all these other things and, and he's still being pain. So now they give me a CAT scan. All right. And they and they put that uh that dye or whatever it is in my body so that it can show like what's going on, on the inside of me. Right. So when they put that dye on the on the inside of me, it comes back and they see that I have a a uh what is it, diverticulitum. I had diverticulitum. Okay. Basically, I had a growth on my small intestine, mm. right? Okay. Um, a pocket that was actually holding, you know, stool, if you will. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying without you, gotcha. but it, it it wasn't it wasn't going through the intestines like it was supposed to, and that was creating a cyst or a a, a buildup there. Mm. Uh, emergency emergency surgery. If I wouldn't have came into the, if I would have sat in the truck a night, they tell me I would have died. Wow. Because it was about to erupt and burst. And when that erupts and bursts, that puts poison into your body and it will kill you. Yeah. And, then, and when some poison gets in your body, they yeah. can't get it out. Correct. Yeah. It's yeah. over for you. Wow. So 
emergency, as soon as the doctor sees that, oh, this guy, emergency surgery, let's go. You got to go on surgery in the next two hours. And I'm like, yo, what? I was like, so my mother's not even here. And I'm like, yo, I got no family here. Right. I was like, all right, well, you call your family, tell them, but we got to operate. We got to cut you down in your stomach and get this and get that out like in the next two hours or you're not going to live. So they put me, you know, they put me in surgery, surgery done. My mom's on the plane to come down there immediately ASAP. Uh, she gets there. The operation is over. I open my eyes. My mother is sitting there. Mm. I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm still alive. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Oh, Yo, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Right. So at that point in time, um, I knew from this, me having that, I couldn't do flatbed no more. I couldn't jump on and off the trailer anymore. I couldn't, you know, twist and turn and do stuff like that no more. So my flatbed, my flatbed days was over. Okay. Um, and I didn't, I, I actually didn't get released from the hospital there after my surgery until about two weeks. Um, I was supposed to get released a week after that, but they gave me some medication. I think it's uh, come to find out that I was allergic to um, uh, uh, codeine or something like that. I'm allergic to it. So okay. I, uh, it started making me vomit, started making me break out, started making me get swollen. So they kept me in the hospital an additional week to give me fluids and all this other stuff. So um, once I got out of the hospital, well, when I was in the hospital, uh, the owner of RST, Chris, came to get the truck and... Uh, he drove it for a week to try to, you know, to give money towards, you know, bringing the truck payment down or, or for me to pay for the truck payment and stuff of that nature. Okay. So he tried to ride it as long as he could, but at the same time, he, he kind of like was like after a week of doing it or two weeks of doing it, he was like, I ain't going to do it no more. You know right. what I'm saying? Type of deal where I'm, <laughs> right, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit your truck down and, you know, we will try to figure it out from there. So that, that what happened when I got out of the hospital or before I went in the hospital, in 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 January, this is where the same company that gave me the truck came to me with a deal, and they said, "Listen, we'll give you an additional truck for a thousand dollars. Put a thousand dollars down, you can get your second truck." Okay. And I'm like, "What?" All right, so so because for for the truck that I was in, I put down thousand dollars. The truck that I was driving at that time, I put down ten thousand dollars. So they came at me and it's like, "We'll get you a used." Uh, 2016 Freightliner. Uh, give us a thousand dollars, and and you can you know you can lease it. Okay. So I'm like, yo, opportunity of a lifetime. So before For I sure. end up getting sick, before I end up getting sick, I signed off on that contract to get it done. Well, uh, like I said, I didn't fully recover from my my surgery until about six weeks later after that. So it was like March before I was able to you know get out of the hospital, and then once again. Once I got out of the hospital, didn't cop that. I went and got that second truck that I had already signed off on. And we talking Mar- March of last year, right? March 2018? Correct. Okay, cool. Just making sure we're on the timeline. All yep. right, good. I'm listening. Yep, March of, yeah, 2018. 2018? Hold it, 2018, 2019. Last year, I'm sorry. 2019? Yeah, March of 20... Yeah, March of 2018. 18, 2018. okay, okay, cool. So yep. almost, almost two years ago, basically. Correct. All right, almost got Almost two years ago. Got yep. you, got you, got you. And, and basically, once I went and got that second... Once I picked up that second truck and they got my $1,000, believe it or not, that started Parks Motor Group. That kicked mm. off my fleet. Dope, dope. That's interesting. So, started, yeah. started from the bottom, now we here. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
right, cool. So, 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 so Parks Motor Group. So now you currently have the two trucks, right, in, in your fleet. Um, I currently, I have seven now. Oh, hold, hold up, man. We, we, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let, let me fall back now. So that's Parks Motor Group. Where do we go from right. there? Talk to me after, after, after you get those two trucks. What do you do next? All right, so I get the two trucks, and now at this point, I'm driving one of the trucks, and I have another. I have a team that's in one of my other trucks, right? In my in my original white truck that I had, I'm driving the thousand dollar truck at this point because I'm waiting to hire somebody for it. So I get a team in that truck, and then probably like a couple weeks later, I end up finding somebody to to get into the second truck. Well. In the process of, of me finding somebody to get into the second truck, same company that I'm getting my trucks from hits me up again. And they're like, hey, want another truck? <laughs> Yo, who, yeah. who, who are these guys and what's their number, man? Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> I, so, right. I, I, I mean, the, the reason why I don't, you know, I, I tell people privately, like, who they are. I really don't like advertising for them that much. Okay. The reason why I don't, because the experience is 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 not going to be good okay, okay. For people and the reason why i say that is because what we said about the dispatcher rule number one communication mm. right their communication is atrocious okay, okay. it's terrible got you, you call them up you're not going to get no answer you leave a voicemail they may call you back in five days you leave an mm. email they respond in four days mm. like that is terrible. So, right. but I'm already in the deal. You know what I mean? So it's like, got I'm you, in got it, you, got you, but got you. I don't want anybody else to be involved. You know <laughs> got, what I mean? I understand that. I definitely understand that. You, 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 you know the monster, you, you could deal with it, but you don't want to put nobody right. else on because they might not be able to deal with it like you. I, I, I right. could exactly. But I got them listening. If they, because if they were, if they were like A1, I wouldn't mind telling the world about them because I would tell everybody like, yo, go here, there, you'll be successful here. I'm I'm being successful here. Woo, woo, woo. Like I said, it got to a point where I had to actually hit the owner of the company's number in order to communicate what I need to do because your 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 service people ain't doing a damn. Got thing. you. You know what I mean? Got so, you. Got you. But <clears throat> from there, I got a phone call again from the same from the leasing company saying you want another truck, and I'm like, whoa, okay. I just got another one from y'all, and this was this was they called me in April. Like a month after I got that last month, right, you know, right, right, up in March. Yeah, they they called me in April and was like, "You want another one?" I'm like, oh, okay. How much? A thousand dollars. Oh, y'all making this too <laughs> easy offer, offer for you me? You can't right? refuse, right, right, right? I can't right. refuse it. So mm. I'm like, uh, okay. I was like, yeah, let me get that a thousand dollars. All right, go. You gotta go to Florida to pick it up. Okay, no problem. So now I say, uh. uh I get the second driver in this other in the in the second truck that I was in. Now, once I get that driver orientated, get them acclimated, I fly out and go pick up the third truck. I pick up the third truck, get it ready, and and I'm driving that for a little bit of time, and then I find a driver to get in there, and then I think by like I drove that all the way up until October. In October, I ended up getting the third driver to get in there. Now, I had three trucks, right? I was making good money <laughs> with my three trucks. I was, I was very profitable. And okay. at that time, all of my drivers were W2 workers. None of them was contractors. None of them was 1099. It was W2 workers. Okay. And so I got to pay payroll taxes, half of their social security, half of Medicare, payroll taxes, my right. taxes. Right. So, you know, Worker, just workers money, comp the whole nine, yeah. workers comp the whole yeah. nine, just everything, unemployment, 
all of that stuff just flying out the window. Mm. So, and and profit margins, I still was being, I was still able to be profitable because I was in the truck driving still. You know what I'm saying? While my other two trucks were running, I still was driving, so I was able to keep my money that came in off the truck that I was driving. Gotcha. But, but on on those two trucks with BMW two, and once again, you know, not having a hundred percent of the contract because the 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 percent that we was getting on with RST was 80%. So 20% Prime took out already. So we got 80% of the cut. Once it got down to RST, RST took out $500 for a team truck, $450 for insurance, uh, uh, $300 uh, if it was a solo truck. So when you start doing all those numbers, if a truck didn't revenue a certain amount of money, then you knew that you wasn't going to turn profit that week at all. Right, and you knew you was gonna have to dip in your own bank account, but but like it's again, once I had the three trucks, I didn't have to worry about that because I was driving one. So I kind of like if the other two trucks came up short, I made up for it. Got you. you. Know what I mean, got you. So I get into this to to this third truck. I get the next driver in there. I found some brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I found a brilliant idea to want to bring investors into my to purchase okay. trucks or okay. to get trucks. Okay. Well, what I thought was a brilliant idea. There we go. I'm listening. Right? That was a brilliant idea. I found four investors that would each give, uh, well, one investor gave $20,000 for two trucks and the other three investors gave $10,000 for each additional truck. So I found four investors. I got five trucks. I told each of these investors, I said, I need $10,000 to go and get a truck from the company that I'm leasing from. Right. I said, and if y'all are with it and it's a go, then I will present this to the leasing company and see if, you know, if they down for it. Well, I found four of them. All these guys were like, yeah, like I said, one investor said, I do two trucks. You know yeah. I put 20000 down and do it. I was like, all right, bet. And I was like, here's the agreement that I guarantee that after a year, if the truck doesn't turn any profit, then I give you your $10,000 back that initially put in. Got you. Okay, so okay. basically, it's almost like a win-win situation for them. Yeah, investors. either way, they're gonna get their money anything. back. Either way, you're gonna right. get your money back. It's only upside. You could, you could right. win. You could win-win, or you just get your money back. One or two. Right. Exactly. Understood. Okay. So, <laughs> the, the worst contract ever. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Don't ever, don't ever guarantee <laughs> nobody on no investment a damn dollar back. Okay, that's why it's called uh, an investment. Right. <laughs> this to the leasing company and I was like okay we'll give you five brand new brand new trucks 2019s all brand new zero miles on them things and we got them they fresh fresh off the dock zero miles okay so now what I had to do is so I got the money wired to me and I I wired it back out to the company the leasing company to get the five trucks now I need to get the drivers down there but the drive I now need to hire the drivers that are going to be driving these trucks to help me uh, transport them back to to uh, RST. Right. So as so as we thought. Right. Okay. Right. So so just all right. So you had the three trucks. Now you're getting five more. What was the investment that you put in for the five with all the investors? Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. Five trucks. All right. So you wire right. the money. Go ahead. What's next? I find out from RST that he can't bring on these five trucks. Oh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Yo, what? You know what I mean? Like my projections on everything are based my on the work. Are based on what my other three trucks and RST and, is doing. You know and they mean? don't have they don't have to work for the trucks. Right. Mm. Right. And they don't have to work for the trucks. So he's like, I can't bring them on. My insurance won't allow me. And also now I gotta now I gotta scramble to figure out what I'm gonna do. Okay. Where can I put these trucks on it? Think think fast, think quick, Sean. Where can you go with these? This is crazy. <laughs> right. Where can I go? Right? Because now right. I got these people, I got these trucks, but now I don't have a place to take them. Mm. So I'm thinking fast. Hmm, 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 hmm. Go back to Jones. Okay. All right. Okay. So I put these company I I put these these trucks on with Jones. Well, we driving them. We drive. We drove them from, and I was one of the drivers. So I helped drive one of the trucks back because the other driver he wasn't ready to um, to tr- to come over yet. He still was with his other company. Okay. So I, I I get me and four of the other guys. We drive the trucks back. Boom. We you know we 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 hauling in a convoy. We had to pick them up from Dallas, Texas, and drive them all the way back to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So we driving overnight. We we just trying to get them back. We get them there, and one of the guys can't come on to Jones because of like some background history that he has okay. that, they, that they that they went and dug up you know the company Jones went and dug up and they were okay. like yeah no he's disqualified so I was like oh, oh okay uh what am I supposed to do with this truck now you know what I mean feeling right. like feeling crazy well I ended up finding a place for him to go you know what I mean I ended up tucking him off over in Great Wide and like another company okay another owner operator low boy company Great Wide so I put him over there Okay. Uh, the other four trucks come under the other four trucks couldn't come under Jones because well one of the trucks could but three of the other ones couldn't because I didn't realize that these drivers had less than two years of experience oh. and Jones wants you to have two years of experience right okay. okay. so now again I'm scratching my head like uh, but then they came back Jones like we do have a sister company that does allow one year okay. okay so now these guys have one year so I was like whoo thank god so I put him on with that, and it still was the same situation. It was a low board, right? right. So now I got all these trucks filled in, 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 in their places. Now I become daddy dispatcher. <laughs> okay. Right. right. Oh, now I got to dispatch the trucks, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. all of these guys are company drivers. Mm-hmm. So I have to make it's, – it's my responsibility to make sure that this is moving. Like I said, if I'd have put it on with RST – we already had a dispatcher over there that would dispatch him, so I right. wouldn't have to worry about that. But right. once again, change the plan, right? Right. So now I'm on the spot market dispatching five trucks a day. Phone blowing up like crazy. I got three phones going crazy. Bring, bring, bring. All over here at different brokers. Negotiating. Um, and it got to a point where it was just a whole lot, right? I put those five trucks on the spot market in October of 2018. <laughs> By the time we got to January or February of 2019, I had lost $60,000 in negative money that I had to put out a kick out of my own pocket to keep the business afloat and to keep those trucks running. Wow. All right. Wow. Aside from the 50,000 that the investors had put, because a lot of people think like the investors, Oh, well, how do you know that he didn't pocket it? I, I showed receipts. I was like, listen, I took your 10000 and put it into this truck. It's nothing that I have yeah. that I kept of yours yeah. that, that's paying towards this. I have now additionally in the in 90 days have kicked out 
$60,000 out of my own savings account, checking account of my own money to wow. keep these trucks up and going in the float. Mm. So major setback. So now we're looking at $50,000 that I have to pay back to the investors, $60,000 that I'm out of my own cash to keep it up and running. So we're talking what? $110,000. Yes. That, that's just in the red. Boom. Gone. So I was like, <laughs> I contacted Chris again. This is what, what we said. What we say? This is 2019. Yeah. We're, yeah this is 2019. Yeah, we're, we're in 2019. 2019. Yep. I contacted Chris again. I said, man, help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. help. Yeah. Like I need, can I please bring these trucks on there? Because I can't dispatch this no more. I'm $60,000 out already in my own cash. This is, it's not working. This is the same time that the spot market started to, 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 to crash a little bit. You know, it yeah. wasn't that same, you know, $2, $3 a mile. It was starting to go down to like one fifty, and we're right. pulling drive in and stuff like that. So I was like, please, please, please. If you have a spot, please allow us to come. You know what I mean? Right. So he was like, okay, tell you what. He was like, start to transition the trucks over uh, one by one. And I was like, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I started transitioning the trucks over one by one. So it was going to be a, a, a change for all of us because now we go from me being the dispatcher to us having uh, a prime dispatcher and us pulling refrigerator freight. Okay. Okay. We, 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 these guys was mostly used to pulling flatbed, step deck, or, or dry box. So they're not used to turning on a, refrigerator, a refrigeration unit on the truck. Yeah. So, so basically they had to learn that. So. Long story short, we got all our trucks moved over. Excuse, excuse me. By March, we got all our trucks moved over by March of 2019. All right, life is going good at this moment in time. We have eight. At that moment in time, we had eight trucks. Okay, okay. eight trucks. I'm running. I'm trying to run eight trucks. Yeah. Um. When I was there pulling for RST. It was it was it was going good. I actually got myself uh, partially uh, more than three quarters of the way out of the red that I was. You no, know, I said I was like one hundred and ten thousand dollars in the red. So I got myself three quarters put out the way. Uh, and we're going to fast forward because I still kept all the same trucks until we came into the month of October. OK, October, I had a. I, I, this is when I'm local, right? Okay. Uh, and, and I've been local. I've been back home since March of 2019. I came off the road March of 2019. Okay. I've been, been home since then. Okay. But fast forward timeline up to October this year, or October of last year, excuse me, 2019, I had a meeting with Coca-Cola, and they said that they were looking for fleets. So I had a meeting with them. Okay. Just to try to figure out how I become, and try to see if there's another avenue where I can be uh, profitable at, and and they had dedicated freight that was going from terminal to terminal um and they, they said that they had the mouse so i went and talked to them about that and we was about to lock down the contract with them everything was a go everything sounded good it was time to get ready to transition the trucks and coca-cola ended up uh pulling out mm. so once again another another hurdle i ran into i was like oh uh, okay so well, we're any, just any specific reason why they pulled out, or they what what happened? They pulled out because they indicated that they that they had slowed up on miles, and I didn't want to to make the transition with my trucks from one carrier to bring them 
over to another carrier and then them start saying like, hey, we're not getting no miles and without us getting miles, we're not making money. Right. Okay. Um, so that that happened. Uh, two days later, I found another contract with UPS, with UPS okay. Freight. Okay. Um, I looked over everything. I seen all of the different things that they pay for. Like they pay for ta- toll tolls, they pay for plates, they pay for the the highway taxes, the if the taxes, they pay for a lot of things, and they give uh, fuel surcharge and everything is terminal terminal. Then I found out everything was ninety to ninety eight percent drop and hook okay. on terminal terminal. Dope. I was like, yo, dope. The drivers should love this, right? Yeah, and no touch, you good. Like no touch, you good, and you just hook and book and keep going. Mm-hmm. Well. I, I, I conferenced in with my other drivers, with my drivers and asked them, is, is, is this something that they would be interested in? And they said, yes, everybody kind of like agreed to it. And I went ahead and signed the contract and transitioned my trucks over. And as of uh, my first truck went over there, two of my first two trucks went over there, October uh, 31st. Uh, and then suddenly every week after that, I started bringing my other trucks over. And now I'm up to seven. I mean, I have seven trucks now. One of my trucks, the 2016, the second truck that I got, yeah. um, that I ever got, the lease was up on that truck. And then plus that truck was starting to give us kind of like uh, mechanical issues. So we just went ahead and turned it back in to the lease and come in. You know, I just haven't replaced that truck yet. So we're, we're at seven trucks right now currently. Dope. And we're with UPS and we're, we're doing great. UPS. That's dope, man. That is a crazy, right. crazy story, man. Right. <laughs> that is a right. crazy story. So so work working with UPS, how 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 are they are they very strict on um like qualifying their, their fleets? Um like what what are some things anybody who'd be looking to to get on with them that you'd have to um pretty much have in order to for them to sign on with you? All right, so with with with, with me. I, I, I'm still running under UPS's authority, right? Because uh, a lot of people feel like, yo, why you don't go get your own authority? And to me, if you find the right situation, there's no need for an authority. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you can find somebody else who's going to take on that, especially when with UPS, with them being so large and them having so many trucks, their insurance is ridiculously cheap. You know what I mean? And they've right. been established for so long. So if I go get my own authority with these seven trucks that I have, my insurance is going to be the roof. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not in this to be, I, and a lot of people think like you get in trucking, it, it turns into a statue uh, or a, a symbol of, of, uh, of, of macho madness, or if you will. Like a like, badge of honor. Gotta, like a, a badge of honor. Yeah. Exactly. I got, I got so 20 like, trucks. <laughs> yeah. I got 20 trucks on this and, 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 and you ain't a real fleet owner if you don't own your trucks and have the titles free and clear. And I keep right. telling these people like, dark. The difference between me and them is I'm an entrepreneur. I don't care about ownership or none of that. It's all about the bottom line to me at the end of the day. I'm mm-hmm. running a business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not running something to be owning 20 trucks. And then if I do go belly up or if, if something goes wrong, I have 20 trucks I have to try to sell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't have that situation with this. If my business, if I decide to walk away from this, you know what I'm saying, trucking, and say, you know what? I made enough money. I don't want to do it no more. I could turn all of my trucks into the company where I lease them from and be completely white hand free. I don't have to worry about selling these trucks. I don't mm. have to worry about doing any of this stuff. That, that, that That's their trucks. All I do is I make my money off of these trucks. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, and that's how entrepreneurs move. Entrepreneurs don't look at like, 
yo, I got to own all of this stuff in order to be profitable. Not necessarily, not necessarily at all. Right. And I make, I make good doing what I do. And just to rewind just a little bit, uh, yeah, go, ahead. go back to, we used to be Parks Motor Group LLC. Okay. And that was all the way up until August of 2019. We changed our name over to Parks Motor Group Inc. Reason why. <laughs> Parks Motor Group LLC had W-2 employees. Okay. All of this, you know, all these deductions and all this other stuff like that. And at one point in time with me having that, and like I said, the profit margin with having employees, when you're not getting 100% of the of the revenue that's coming in, like you don't, you're not have the direct customer yourself right. and you're getting cut 20% from prime. And then another like five or 6% cut from RST. You're not making, you know, that, 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 that 30 or that 25% is essentially your profit as a business right. that you're having to give away. Right. And, and when you're giving that away, then you're not turning profit. So what ends up happening is, well, we fell into a little problems with taxes. Okay. We had a little tax problem going okay. on. We had a little okay. tax problem going on. Okay. I had to get with my tax attorney and we had to get that straightened out. Um, and then once we got that straightened out, you know, we, we, we restructured the business and we decided that we're not going to do W2 employees anymore unless we have direct customer. Mm. If we don't have a direct customer, we're not doing that. We're going to have 1099 contractors and they have to be legitimate 1099 contractors. None of this company 1099 jobs, which is just a complete scam. That's right. a way for a company to push off their tax liability on on that individual for them to have to pay that tax burden. Right. So ours is a legit 1099 contractor. You have to have an EIN number. Mm-hmm. You have to have a business bank account. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to have all that because when we transfer the money to you, it's coming from one business right. going to another business. We're not transferring from our business to a personal account. You know what I'm saying? We transfer business to business. Right, right. So we started doing that um, August 6th. And uh, and now what I do is uh, for, for my drivers, I take a flat fee. So for the teams, I take $100 a week, no matter how much their revenue, it's a, it's a fixed rate you no know, similar to how like a truck payment is it's okay. a fixed rate so it's six hundred dollars a week for a team regardless if you run a thousand miles a hundred thousand miles or you run zero miles or you run a mm. hundred thousand in revenue five thousand revenue or zero revenue it's 600 every week okay got you and for my solo drivers it's 300 every week so when you streamline that and you do the math i have four team trucks and i have three solo so if I'm getting 600 a week every week, regardless, uh, for four team trucks, and then 300 a week every week for a solo truck every week, regardless, at the end of the day, I make $3,300 a week, regardless. Regardless. So you you almost have kind of like a barber like a barbershop model, like 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 almost like you rent the chair. You know what Correct. I'm saying? And you can make as much money as you want to make, but you just pay that chair rent, and then you. Correct. That's interesting. That's interesting. Correct. Um. What so what what made you when you first started out? What made you do um, employees? Because a, a lot of people, um, you know, con- like the more traditional route, everybody wants to start out ten ninety nine. What made you start off with employees? Um, I was told I was I was fed wrong information. Mm. <laughs> straight up, straight okay. up. Okay. Um, I, I I came in this and and when I came into it, I didn't really know how I should have structured it like the way that I got it now. Because if I'd have structured the way I have it right now, I would probably 
no no lie, I probably my fleet would probably be double in the yeah. size. I probably would either be fifteen to twenty trucks right now because I would, you know, essentially I make fourteen thousand dollars a month in profit. And if I want to go get a new truck, ten thousand dollars, I can go get a new truck every month. Yeah, and yeah, add yeah. a truck every month. You yeah. know, so if knowing what I if, if doing what I'm doing now, I would have done when I first started doing it, I I would have probably been like twenty, thirty trucks right now. But I mean hindsight is 2020, which is the year we in, but that's a, that's a dope model. That's very interesting, man. The way you do things. That's dope. That's a little jewel for the people out there for sure. Right. And definitely I, I told my wife this and she was, I said, I, I said, I want to make a YouTube video about this. I was like, I don't know if, if, if this people would get offensive about this, but real talk. I second, I looked, I said, you know, I turned, I turned trucking on wheels or trucking into real estate on wheels. Yeah. And my wife was like, interested. Tell me, tell me how you do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My wife's like, how you do that? Tell me how. I said, because, check it out. I was like, with these contractors, they pay the truck notes. I don't pay the truck notes. Now, what I do do is I pull the the truck note out of their settlement and, okay. and, I, and I forward it, okay? And I forward it. So they don't get to see that because it, I look at it like this. If I leave a driver responsible to make the truck note, the contract to make a truck note, it's a possibility the truck might get repossessed because they that's, may not pay it. That's a fact. Right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it from your settlement and I'm going to pay it forward so we don't never have to worry about you not having no truck. Okay? Right. So I look at it. I told my wife, I said, listen, because they pay the truck note, right? Similar to a, a house. When you rent a house, who pays the mortgage on the house if you have a mortgage? The person that's in the property, right? And then you make a little bit of, of money if you know you upcharge the, the, the property or whatever if you're renting it you upcharge it let's say your mortgage may be a thousand dollars but you're charging twelve thirteen hundred depending on the area that they live in in the market for that house right. so they make a three hundred dollar profit every month i was like listen so they're paying 780 for their truck note for a company driver i mean not a company driver solo driver i take three hundred dollars a week for a team i take six hundred dollars a week all right so for a solo let's just say solo that's three times four point three you know just to be make math, math a little bit more easy, four times four. So we'll say I make twelve hundred dollars in profit off yeah. of one solo truck a month. That's more than what a rental property person is making if he's making three hundred dollars a month. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yo, that's dope. That's dope, man. That's 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 a crazy model, man. I, I love that. I love that. That's dope. Real estate on wheels. Matter of fact, Real that's, estate the, on wheels. That, that's that's the name of this episode <laughs> right here. Real estate on wheels. Um. <laughs> All right, so 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 you said a little bit earlier, you're an entrepreneur, man. That's that's what you called yourself. You said I'm an entrepreneur. How important is entrepreneurship to you? Oh, it's very important. I preach it in everything that I do, as far as my video content on YouTube or on my social media. I, for years, I've been preaching generational wealth. Mm. Uh, create something to leave behind your, your legacy for your name, for your kids, for your kids' kids to pass on to you know your grandkids and stuff like that. Create something to pass down to your kids so that they can take pride in it and do that. And and only person, only people that can do that is entrepreneurs. Uh, anybody who is uh, a, a worker, if you will, not to be disrespectful, but workers right. tend to tend to, can't leave much of anything behind uh, for their for their for their kids or for their family. Most people that work a nine to five end up dying broke. Yeah. You know what I mean, or they end up dying with a a, a poor burial and and they worked, you know, 40 years of their life, broke their back, feet hurt, got diabetes or whatever, cancer, things of that nature. And yeah. 
they left nothing, you know, for their yeah. family other than other than bills. And I refuse to leave my kids with that when I leave her or or my wife if I leave before her. I, I refuse to leave my family starving and broke and my kids being like, mm, my daddy, he, he you know, he lived. I want them to be like, nah, my daddy, you know what I'm saying? My daddy left Set us up. something yeah. that I could I, Nah, that's dope. That's dope. What do you think about the industry right now as far as rates and, and, and everything going on? What 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 do you what do you think about the current state of the, the trucking industry? Uh, the current state of the industry, I think that, uh, man, one, it's an election year. Um, that's one. Two, uh, I mean, Trump is kicking off this this so-called, and I say so-called war. Um, man, to be honest with you, we've been in war for years. It's just a silent war. You know what right. I'm saying? It's just right. been a silent war. But we've right. been, as long as our troops are overseas in another country, we're in war. You know, that's, what a mean, fact. that's a fact. But um you know so fuel prices is, is probably going to go up um 2020 is, like, like i said my my hashtag this year is 2020 vision you know what i mean is stay inspirational uh stay out of the negativity and stuff of that nature but i think that this year is the year to basically stable out just hold what you got don't try to grow anything just see what's going to happen mm. uh in 2021 when we see who the new president could possibly be, see if we're really going to be doing this World War Three crap. <laughs> um, and, and then 2021, that's when, you know, you make moves, make money moves. 2021 no is the money move year. No doubt. What do you think about um, people trying to get into the trucking industry with no experience? Like just kind of because 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 trucking has now become kind of trendy. You know, on social mm-hmm. media, people are looking at it as a way to create passive income, um, so to speak, and, and create another income for yourself. And they may not have uh, transportation experience previous. What do you say to those people who want to get into this this industry, but they just don't, they, they, they're excited about it. They're, pa- they, they're passionate about entrepreneurship and they, they want to create uh, something for themselves, but they don't have the, in- the industry knowledge. Listen, there's never a bad time to get in trucking. It don't matter what nobody tell you. You know what I mean? Regardless of, you know, with all these rates and stuff like that, it's just still one of the highest paying grossing netting industries that you can make. And there's so many schools out here that are offering training for you. You know, they give you the bus ticket. They give you the training. They damn near handing you the CDL. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is come to their school. Like, for instance, I went to Prime. I went to prime with little no money at that time. You know, right. fresh off of fresh off of a divorce at that time too. So I had little to no money. They got me a bus ticket. I got down there. They fed me three meals a day. They put me in a hotel room. They took me everywhere I needed to go. Uh, uh, they 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 helped me get my CDL as far as like the written down portion, and then they put me in a truck and to for a trainer to train me. And I still was making money. And then once I finished getting that, get my CDL, they you know I was in a truck. And making money. So even if you're, you know, even if you're homeless or you're down on your luck, you're bad now, and you're just like, you know what, I have no nothing else to do. Trucking is a great out because it will get you back on your feet. A truck will give you a place to live, especially if you're homeless. You can live in your truck and make money. Think about it. You're living in your truck and you're making money in where you're living. So it is a great bounce back thing. There's never a wrong time to get in the trucking. This industry is short drivers. Over, I think they're short over like something million of drivers. They That's need. a fact. So it is not going to be something that this industry is always, it's like the, to me, it's kind of like my wife's field, the medical field. They're always hiring. 
always hiring, dog. And when you have a CDL, you can be local, you can be OTR, you can be regional, you can move to any 48 state in this country That's and guarantee fact. you'll pick up a job. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. No doubt. That's real, man. That's real. Um, how has the, e- the ELD mandate impacted your business? None. Not at all. And the reason why I say that is because most of my drivers have been running off of the ELD previous okay. to the previous. ELD mandate okay. coming in. Okay. Right. And I and I came in the industry learning off of the ELD system. I didn't come in learning off of uh, uh, the logbooks, you know, having to do two or three logbooks and stuff like that. I came in off the ELD system. So no impact at all. Got you. Got you. That's dope. So are your, are your, are your five investors happy now, man? Uh, are they, are they good? <laughs> uh, listen. How do they feel about the trucking industry right now? Your five investors. I don't know how they feel about it. I can tell you how I feel about it. Listen, I've, I've already, I've already paid off three of my investors, right? Dope. I have one of my investors that I'm paying off on Tuesday when the bank opens open back up. I'll be down to one investor and I will owe him a total of five grand, which I'll close that out end of February. I will have completed all of my investors and I will not have another investor ever again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ever again. That was a that, nightmare. Yo, that is that is so crazy, man. Um, yeah. listen, listen, man, this show has been great, man. You, you've been so transparent and given, given the audience so much information. It's crazy. Um, so I, I want to start closing this out. We've been on for like an hour and a half. We've been rocking. Um, yeah, crazy, right? Tom, Tom flies yeah. when you're having fun. Um, I, I like to always leave, leave the audience with, with a closing thought, um, you know, final jewels, some final words, and then just let everybody know where they could connect with you. Um, your Instagram on YouTube. Um, let's talk about that. Let's, let's start with the final, final thought for the truck and hustle audience. For the truck and hustle audience. Listen, uh, I had somebody ask me the other day, Hey, Lo, how you make your mad? I said, that's simple. All you got to do is keep getting the bag. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Just mm. keep getting to your money. All right. And, and, and that's, that's your focus. All right. Get to your money by any means necessary. Um, on that mean means necessary. Let me take that back because I don't want people going out and say, okay, well, he said he means necessary. Right, go right, for right, a gun right. and rob somebody. No, right. get, to your, get to your money and your hustle legitimately, okay? The legitimate way that keeps you out behind those walls. Um, you know, you just got to keep winning, man. You've been lost so many times, you got to keep winning at this point. So stay focused, stay uh, stay humble, you know what I'm saying? And, and stay on your grind. And as on my channel, on my channel, I, one thing I say, I say winners focus on winning. And losers focus on winners, and we win it all day. Ooh, I like so, that. I like that. <laughs> back, <laughs> I like that. I like back. that. Word, back. word. All right, cool. And where and where can the people connect with you, man? Where can they find you? No doubt, people can connect with me. I'm on uh, my YouTube channel. It's called Trucking with Loshan Parks. Uh, if you just get in the YouTube search box, you can type in Loshan Loshan Parks. It all pop up with my channel, or Trucking with Loshan Parks, or whatever you see me there. Um, you can also connect with me on Facebook. My my name Loshan Parks. You can follow me on there. I think I got a couple of little, little friend spots left open, but it's pretty. It's after five thousand. I think they cut you out. And right. I'm almost at like five thousand, and plus I got like another five hundred friend requests that's sitting. In, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. yeah, you could definitely follow me on Facebook. I do a posting on there. I talk a lot about sports. I'm a huge LSU uh, football fan, so no you know, doubt. go Tigers. We just won the championship, so you know I was 
super geek for that. No doubt. I um, seen the, I seen the flags. I seen the flags outside the house and all that. Yo, outside the house, <laughs> inside the house, everywhere. It just looked like an LSU stadium. Yeah, here. yeah, so, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, but you can also catch me on IG. I need to start posting more on IG, but I do be on IG. Um, I do a, a couple of IG lives where I come in, and that's actually on IG live. That's where I come in. And I do a lot of my motivational, inspirational lives there and just give it raw, uncut, um, and just tell people, you know, how I'm feeling about, you know, whatever it is and just try to feed raw, uncut motivation to you. You know what I mean? Some people will take it the wrong way, but if you're a strong individual, strong-minded, you're trying to be a strong entrepreneur, you're going to take the meat and spit out the bone. Mm, No doubt, no doubt. Well, thank you so much for this, man. I appreciate it. Definitely, y'all, make sure y'all check him out on YouTube. He gives out crazy game um, on YouTube. Yes. Check him out on IG, Mr. LoShawn Parks, Parks Motor Group. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. And and, hey. I, and I'd love to go live with you, too. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, sometime this week we got to talk about that because we, we we like to get involved and get the, get the Chuck and Hustle audience and go live, ask some questions and all that. You know what I mean? If you be into that. Yo. No doubt. Yeah. You know, I got your contact. So we definitely going to link. And uh, I was, it'd be my honor to bring you on. Like, honor. No doubt. No doubt, brother. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. All right, brother. All right. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.